Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Movie suck. Mom and Dad, this is my boyfriend. It's great to meet you, my man. So how Whoops. long is this that yeah. thing going on? Dad. White family, black servants. I hate the way it looks. Didn't see no brother around here. Something is very wrong. What are people out here? You've been chosen, Chris. They are so good to us. They treat us like family. Rated R. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. been so long how have you been joy it's been so so long (laughs) ah so yeah let me cue this up so i can put this shit on repeat oh what happened welcome everybody to movie sucktastic yeah how are you i'm good how are you i am doing well thank you (laughs) (laughs) i'm stalling if you can't tell okay (laughs) Welcome to Movie Sucktastic episode 200 and something. I fucking lost count. 265. And, 265. And this is our... Okay, this is our fourth episode of Oscar... Uh, this is our fourth Oscar episode and our third Oscar Best Picture Review. And we're doing the uh, one of the films that would not have been nominated if it was only five Oscar nominees, Get Out. Although that is debatable. Only for no, the... No, 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 no. I, I agree that it shouldn't be one of the five but it's also oh jordan peele is nominated for best director and that usually is a good indication that usually is a good indication of movies that would make the final five is if they nominate oh, no. their director 
I, I'm, I mean, with the political climate right now, it, there's a good chance maybe it would have been nominated if there were five, but generally the Oscars don't nominate genre films. And this is a horror film. Yeah. Uh, you know, it really is. On and, the and, and at the so, very, very, at the base of its core, it's at least a thriller. And if, if, if you're listening for the first time and you're suddenly thinking, oh, there's another white asshole that's knocking on the film. I loved this movie. I loved it, too. And I, think, I, I watched and it I think last night. I think it's a night. great film. Yeah. I, I'm just saying as far as typical best Oscars, they don't go genre with very few exceptions. And if there was, and th- that's the reason they made it more than five, because they couldn't, because if they had five, they wouldn't have picked it, and there would have been outrage, even though it really, it's, there's no chance in hell of it getting best picture. It's only nominated for four Oscars, although they're all major. It's picture, director, yeah. actor, and screenplay original. I, I, I think the important thing to point out in, is that even though like a film like this, you could say, okay, it's nominated because of the whole white gold scandal, even though that's the reason it was nominated, it still deserves the nomination. Definitely. There yeah, is, it's there, not like, there, oh, oh, yeah. There, but at least for me, there wasn't at any point during the film that I thought, "Yeah, this 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 has a legit shot at winning Best Picture." I it just never, never at any point was I even thinking that it's a possibility. And and let's be honest, if the film didn't make a gajillion dollars in the theater and and got so much press by breaking all those box office records, I don't think it would have been nominated for Best Picture. Probably not. And. That's Probably just a fucking sad reality, you know. I'll, I'll I'll say it. Yeah. But I'm glad it did, and I'm glad it was. So there. Yeah. And you know what they say? Oh. It's an honor to be nominated. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you so. know, Rowan Atkinson. He does that one skit in his, his, uh, his stage stand-up where he's an actor that loses the Oscar, but then he has to, uh, and he loses it to his co-host. And he has to do the acceptance speech because his co-host isn't there. Oh. <laughs> and it's like the most bitter acceptance speech ever. Fucking beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's good. I don't anyway, think I've ever seen but, that. Oh, I'll, I, if I have it, I'll send it to you. Send it over. Um, but we're, we're, interview, uh, we're reviewing Get Out. We're reviewing Get Out. Uh, this uh, actually we, came we out that- a year ago this month. It came out February of 2017. Mm-hmm. That is a long, long time for a movie to be out because most of the time good movies get forgotten because they were released, you know, the time period between... Because Oscar season is anywhere from September to December, but more likely it's that late October, early November to to the end of December. That's really where they push all of their Oscar movies. So the fact that this film was released a year ago and 11 months from when it was nominated that's that's pretty that's pretty rare i think uh silence of the lambs yeah, i think silence of the lambs was uh, also released many 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 months uh before it actually was nominated and then eventually won best picture but another another rare instance of a horror film being nominated and may i also say did not fucking deserve best picture. Sorry. That was 91, I believe. Yeah, I don't know what what pieces of shit were up against it, but that did <laughs> well, not Well, now I have picture. to look. 
I what? have I have to look now. Look what you made me do. Yeah, I, I sorry. That's not a fucking Oscar film. I I had I had I had my issues with it. It's 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 not a bad movie, but best picture of the year. Right. Wow. Fucking slumming. <laughs> By all means, please. What was up against that? All right. So here are the nominees. Oh, it was the 64th Academy Awards, which took place in 1992 for the 1991. Right, graduated high school. Oh God. Um, directing. Oh yeah, that's right. Jonathan Demi won. Where the fuck is it? Why isn't it at the top? I hear it's like near the bottom, but but here it is. So you had Silence of the Lambs. You had Bugsy. Oh. You had the animated feature Beauty and the Beast. The Prince of Ugh. Tides. Ah. And JFK. Yeah, it fucking deserved it. He didn't deserve it. It was just a. Best it's, shitty film out of a bunch of shitty now, films. I, I like JFK, but there's no yeah, fucking way that that's no. a better film than Silence. Silence of the Lambs. If this is the the you know the crop I have to pick from, I'm going Silence of the Lambs every fucking time. Yeah, I, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it like stole it from somebody who deserved it. It's still not Oscar. That was a shitty year for films. If that's all they had to offer. If we had more time or prepped more. We could look at, I, we could go to the numbers, which is one of my uh, favorite websites ever, and look at the films released in 1991. Why, why torture ourselves? Let's yeah, just I'm, move on. I'm sure we could actually pick a better movie in 1991. I'm sure we could. Like, oh, I'm sh- I, I guarantee. Terminator 2. There you go. <laughs> but they would, ne- they would never nominate, not, not, not then, now they would, because there's up to 10 nominees, but they would never nominate a sci-fi action film. I believe many were uh, outraged that Terminator 2 was not one of the films nominated for Best Picture that year. That's just stupid. Well. Of course it wasn't nominated. Well, because it's sci-fi action, and the, the Oscars never, almost never, nominate that kind of stuff. And when they do, it's movies like E.T. that are nominated for Best yeah. Picture, or Star Wars, which had no shot to win either. Ugh. Anyway, so we're reviewing Get Out. Get Out. <laughs> uh, Jordan Peele directed written and directed also produced yep. had you know had you know if the film wins best picture he gets an oscar for that they hand him an oscar which yeah so uh it's and only you know, nominated for three oscars which is picture director and actor oh four picture director actor and original screenplay i think i said that already too definitely Probably. I, I definitely said that already i'm repeating myself at this point that's okay anyhow Anyhow. So, so now, can now we're, are we going to spoil this? We're going to talk about that stuff, or we're going to kind of dance around it. We're going to have a spoiler alert section at the end of this episode. It's a new thing we're instituting uh, since I spoiled this, and I actually spoiled the this film in the spoiler alert section for another film last episode, and yeah. I do apologize for that. <laughs> so if you're listening... I felt that was... <laughs> so if, I was in a safe zone, and I just got crazy. So if you don't hate us, and you've joined us for this episode after listening to the Three Billboards review, we're sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Scott is sorry. <laughs> I don't... But you know what? I don't think it's that much of a spoiler. 
as 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 far as as much the, credit the as this film's got, kind of you'd have to be out. pretty stupid to get halfway through this film and think, "Oh, I think this is going to turn out in the favor of uh, blah blah blah." No, no, you you it's, definitely get the the feeling that shit ain't right in White Town. <laughs> now the, there's a there's a couple of twists in this. I would call them twists. Uh, I think that's well, maybe not twists, but there's a couple of left turns. We'll say that the movie takes. I'll give you left turns. Okay, which the, fir the first one, I fucking saw that coming a mile away. The second uh -huh. one was a, a nice surprise that I enjoyed. And when we get into the spoiler alert section, we can talk about those. Oh, we'll definitely talk about that. Yes. Yeah. So this film came out in February of 2017. It made a ton of money. It, the end of the month, February 24th, it was released. It made like 33 million its opening weekend. Made 175 million domestically. It's a four and a half million dollar budget. I mean, this movie. It, what was, which record did it, it, it broke? Like opening box office in February, it, or it was what was like, the record it broke? Uh, the rec if I'm not mistaken, it was just an op any opening in any weekend in February. A February opening, although right, okay. although I do believe that that isn't the case anymore because Fifty Shades of Grey made like fifty million its opening weekend or some shit like that. Fifty Shades came out before this. I thought you talking about the sequel. I can look it up real quick. Are, are you sure? I, I, are you sure it broke any important. records? It did because at the time they said it broke records. Like it was literally like that. Wow, this this horror film about black people broke records. Because it it made thirty three million. America is stymied. Yeah, it made thirty three million in twenty seven hundred theaters. It was the number one film for that weekend. It then went wider to thirty one hundred theaters. It was in release for one hundred eighty eight days, and it made two hundred fifty four million worldwide. Now. If we take a look at Fifty Shades of Grey. There you go. Ugh, of course it's not here. Ah, uh, 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 anyway. Uh, Get Out is about black people. Fifty Shades Freed. Oh, God, they're making sequels for this. Well, Yuck. no, there's like three books in the series. They're doing one. It's, it's a fucking, it's an epic series. It's like it's like it's like um, it's like uh, it's like um, Hunger Games, but with bondage. Oh, great! Now, see, I don't know what kind of records it's breaking because n my memory is starting to come back. Fifty Shades of Grey was released February thirteenth for Valentine's Day. It made eighty-five million dollars its opening weekend. Made one hundred and sixty-six million domestically, four hundred million foreign. 571 million. Then, Deadpool was also released in February, and we all know how much fucking money that made. They made almost 400 oh, million domestically. Made another maybe, four or 500. Was it? Was it for a horror film in February? Maybe it, it was something like it that. It can't even be. Well, it can't even be for an R-rated film because both Deadpool and Fifty Shades are both rated R as well. So maybe it is a horror film. Okay, maybe we're like belaboring the point and forgetting the obvious that this was a good film. It was and a very we should good move film. forward with yeah, our review. We, we should. We okay. definitely should. Now, All right. the film is about a, a black gentleman 
who's dating who, a white uh, lady. White lady. And um, she wants to take him home to meet her parents. Are you going to do this? Because I'll let you go. <laughs> I know, because I don't want to step on you if you're going to keep going. Please. No. I'll... no, no, no. Go ahead. I apologize. And, and so, so it, it's it's look who's uh, look who's uh, coming to dinner, kind of thing. And I think we even referenced that in the film. You mean who's afraid of Virginia uh, but Woolf? He, he's a successful photographer. No. Uh, because this wouldn't be a great story if he was just like some regular schlub. Uh, but there's actually a reason behind it. Guess who's coming and, to dinner? Uh, guess who's coming? Yeah. Guess who's guess coming, who's coming to, dinner. to dinner? Okay. I don't yeah, know why. Like, like who's afraid of Virginia Wolf came into my head. I don't know why I said that. Don't talk about our clown, Martha. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it's like raising in the sun, and uh, <laughs> the, the, he meets the family, and it's that whole uh, upper white class people and black people tensions because you know white people are just so fucking racist and uh and here here's the great thing about this film anybody who's like racist inherently racist is going to hate the film because it implies that white people are racist <laughs> anybody right. who's not racist is going to watch it and go any white people who watch it aren't racist will watch it and go well yeah i understand that because there's a lot of fucking white racists so <laughs> It's, but it's polarizing from the start for white people. But is the film racist? No. It's not. No. And when we because get to the spoiler alert section of the film, we can talk more deeply about that. Because it's not that all white people are racist. It's that all rich white people are racist. And I can back that. I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I get that. It's now it, it's. Now, it's not a class war thing per se because he seems to be a very prosperous art uh, photographer. Right. Well, so because later so in the film, there is a, an art gallery owner who recognizes his work. Right. So it's not really one of it's, – it's, it's, they, they remove the whole class thing and make it really a race thing. So long story short, turns out they're racist. <laughs> and – evil because they're rich white people and that's usually the case um and then it all goes downhill for well, there for the goes, black guy because well he's he's alone in a house full of rich white people right and more white people start showing up and when other black people show up they're fucking weird oh yeah so all yeah all the black people he talks to are weird they're like a oh i'm very i'm very normal but then they act weird and right he goes and, up to a couple of them and he's like, oh, it's so good to see another brother around here. And it's just like, it's fucking awkward. And we'll talk more about that in our spoiler section. Yes. But well, let's talk about the main point of the film. And now I don't mean the theme, but I mean like the main reason why the film is so good. The tension that Peel affects in this film is fucking palpable. The, the psychology aspect of it the hypnosis part is fucking through the roof. Oh, just uh, the way, no, 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 no. The, what I'm getting at is when he goes into what's called the sunken place, uh, huh. when they're showing his view from that angle, you mean, the that, cinema, you mean the cinematography involved with that? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, how it was presented. Hmm. So then I agree the, when he's in the sunken place and you're seeing that perspective from his eyes, it mm -hmm. makes you feel, it really makes you, and it's amazing how, at least for me, it really made me feel like I was looking 
at what they were looking and and not just because it was portrayed that way on the screen but it made you feel like holy fuck that's what that would feel like if that really could happen yeah as far as like the visual aspects of how they portrayed that that psychological state i'm 100% with you as far as the psych- the the, the uh, hypnosis thing as a plot point the only thing that sells that shit is the chick from 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> she really now out of everybody in the film, she nails her yeah, character. Catherine Keener? Catherine Keener. Oh, yeah. Just now now who plays the girlfriend? That's Allison Williams. She's uh yeah. mo- she's famous or most mo- notably known from being in that show Girls on HBO. I believe it because I'm totally unimpressed with her performance through the entire film. It's just, it's, she, apparently she doesn't know what subtlety is. Well. At all. Yeah. Now, 40 year old virgin lady, she knows subtlety. The professional actors in this film, the aged actors that have, you know, been doing it for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, they fucking know what they're doing. Her, right. what are you, still on TV? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Not, not impressed by her at all nothing nice to say about her, her performance if anything she's the only thing in this film that gives anything away well that little like i said that little whatever i i yeah. guessed it oh e- immediately and her in the entire third act get a fucking clue <laughs> that's the difference between hannibal lecter in in um hannibal where he acts like a real serial killer and sounds of the lambs where he's like <laughs> <laughs> Do I think you're crazy? <laughs> All right. I ate his liver with a nice Chianti and some fava beans. <laughs> yeah. The reason the reason he survived so long is because he didn't act fucking crazy. Well, Dial it back. Yeah, it was. It was a mistake on his part that got him caught. Yeah, and, and that's a I different don't blame movie. him. I blame the director. Another reason why that film shouldn't have gotten best fucking picture. Jonathan Demme. Well, I think yeah. Anthony Hopkins, the style of actor that he is, I wouldn't even be surprised if he said, "Listen, I have an idea of how I want to go with this character." And the director, the director controls the film. No, no, I get that, but the director, because Anthony Hopkins was such no, a you say you know, no. revered you actor. Say no, Anthony Hopkins, we're not playing this like a cartoon. We're going to play it like it's like a really subdued character. I've seen the first. I've seen Manhunter, the original. I understand what I'm doing. Apparently, no. Well, and you know what? Anthony Hopkins wins an Oscar. How do you say no? Did he? Did Anthony Hopkins win the Oscar for that role? Yeah. Fucking undeserved. <laughs> Brian Cox was Brian Cox was ten times better at Lechner. Now Anthony Hopkins in Hannibal, great Lechner. Fucking that's Le- that's the Lechner I know. Lechner? That's That was a performance that was worthy of Brian Cox. Lechner. Whatever. There's no N in there. Anyway. I said there's no N in there. Should be. <laughs> what you drinking tonight? <laughs> uh, the first half of the night was bourbon. This, The rest of the night is gin. Ah, bourbon. Yes, the dessert yes. wine of hard liquor. <laughs> um, yeah. Weren't you going to tweet that? I never saw that tweet. <laughs> what tweet? My line for bourbon. The dessert wine of hard liquor. Oh, I forgot. I must have forgot it because I was drinking. Because <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Scott's going to tweet that." I was going to tweet it, but he'll tweet it. It's fine. And then you I'll never did. Want me to. No, hey, I don't want you, you to tweet about it. The film, and I'll tweet it. I don't want you to tweet it. It's my Apparently line. You do. It's you mentioned it's, it. It's my line. I want to tweet it now. 
Do you have a Twitter account? <laughs> I do. I never use it. Oh, really? Because I, I never fucking see you on it. Because I, I just said I never use it. Yeah. Social media. Last I, time you used it, your film was ruined for for you. That's fucking a right. <laughs> Which I haven't I seen, seen yet. That film yet either. I haven't seen it yet. I and and again, I can't confirm that it was ruined until I see it because I'm pretty sure it was fucking ruined. I, I just I, I, I can't just wait to find out. I just have to watch it and confirm that. Now, now, um, I, I obviously the subject matter of Get Out was the major draw of the film. That's right. why people want to see it. However, word of mouth that it was actually a very good film is what kept people going back to see it. Yeah, no, it it, it was in like I said, yeah. it was in theaters for 188 days or 26 weeks, which is a long run. That's you know that's six months. And I saw it in the theater. Oh, you did. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I, Holly, I, Holly was. Whenever Holly gets excited about a film, I'm like, let's go, because she's not into films as deeply as I am. So when she gets hot on a film, I'm like, if we if we're able to, I'm like, let's do it. Let's enjoy this in the theater. She wanted to see, uh, uh, the um, Murder on the Orient Express, but we just haven't had time. Oh, okay. But uh, I mean, yeah, I, it's that kind of thing. <clears throat> she's into it. We'll take the extra time to go out and see it. And I'm glad I saw it in a the theater just because it was fun. Uh, you know what? If you want to talk about black culture, too, and this is for a white person talking about any of this, I'm definitely on thin ice. But you get that whole kind of black culture thing with horror films. Uh, with like the, um, you got that kind of like, uh, oh, I don't know, um, uh, Medea kind of thing. <laughs> And there's a bit of that with his friend, who's, of course, the, the overweight, funny black guy. Yeah, the TSA agent. Right. Again, more funny because he's a TSA agent. Right. I thought but, his scenes were good, though. I liked him. No. What, that's what I was going to say is they balance the humor. And, and, you, and again, it's a horror film. You need that kind of humor to escape. And there's no room for that kind of – there's no room for escapism humor in that setting because he has the tension so deep you need an outside party to bring that relief in and so that's what again this is smart screen screenwriting this is craftsmanship this is why this film's up for a best screenwriting it's not just because it was a good movie right. i mean it, but it was on so many levels you have that outside element that to break away and to give us that humor but at the same time he managed not to let that get away and this is a guy who comes from uh, um, with sketch comedy TV yeah, show. Peel. Right, and his other movie, their other movie was about rescuing a cat from a gangster. Yeah, Keanu. Team. <laughs> Keanu, which, which is, have you seen Keanu? Yeah, it's funny. Oh, it's fucking great! I yeah. love those guys. I especially like the scene where he goes to uh, uh, what's her face uh, the. What the fuck's her name? She's in all the scary movies, but she plays herself as the actress. Um, oh, what the hell is her name? She was in the scary movie. She was in Just Friends. She's oh, the, I, the blonde girl. She was in the House Bunny. She was. I, I don't remember that part. It was when when he goes to uh, uh, the, the then she's telling him she's got the gun and they're they're, they're almost playing like Russian oh, roulette. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the house <laughs> and like yeah, the, the, the coke or something, right? Right. It was yeah. It's they were going there to deal. buy drugs. It's Anna What's Faris. Anna Faris. 
she was she was playing herself in that scene. She was playing Anna Faris buying drugs or selling drugs. Shit, I forgot that scene. I gotta go. I gotta rewatch it now. But yeah, that those guys are fucking comic geniuses, and uh, and you know you know they're good when they end up in Fargo, the TV show. Oh yeah. And what the fuck? I, like, my first thought was, why the fuck are these guys in, a, in Fargo? But right. Man, they're good. I love and, and they of them. they played it. They played it really good too. Now, yeah. here here's the thing. Here's a testament to Jordan Peele. So, I want to get the other guys. It's Keegan Michael Key. His his who was his comedy partner when they were doing Key and Peele. Right. I want to say it's a testament to Jordan Peele by not including. Uh, key in this movie in some way because even though they're friends very good friends and even though they were a comedy duo for a bunch of years i think Uh jordan peele realized that if he included him into this film in some way it could take away from the movie a little bit because it would be like oh he's including his comedy partner oh that's so cliche because they've worked together for so many years. They made a movie together, Keanu, that was different. This is a more serious approach yeah. to a film that he wanted to make. And to include See, his comedy writer, his partner, would have kind of tarnished it a little bit. So I think it's a testament are, to him for not including him in this movie. Well, these are, these are two uh, entertainers who know how to read a room. Yeah. So to speak. And, and you know, it's... It, it just shows how smart he is, and and like that's why that's why the film's so good is because this yeah. guy knows what the fuck he's doing. It should, I, I you know I can't, I can't say wait. Good things I can't, about I can't, I you can't know wait for him to make another movie. Um, do you watch uh, Cinema Sins on YouTube at all? I do. They have a Cinema Sins for Get Out, and I and some I usually avoid films I liked on Cinema Sins. But I watched this one, and what I loved about it is like they would like they would point out the stupid things in the film. Did but they every, give like, points every, back? Like, every once in a while, they would say like, "Oh, but I'm going to take back three sins because it's such a good fucking movie." <laughs> <laughs> they do that like, sometimes. It, they do it. Yeah, because because the film has, if you look close enough, the film has faults. Oh, of course. I, I'm going to point out the one that bothered me in the theater during our uh, um, spoiler alert section. But uh, is, that, is that right now? Uh, coming up, but we're thirty with, minutes even in with, already. Uh, all right. Well, I was going to say, even with those faults, it's a great film, and it delivers. And it, it's, you know, I. <laughs> if you're looking for like a, a suspense type horror film, it delivers that. Uh, but it's 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 a classy horror film. Oh yeah, no, it, it's. You could tell it's a step. I, it's a step above, a, most films of this genre. It's psychological got, it, horror, but I, I wouldn't put it up on par with Babadook. But no. it's definitely, yeah, you know, no. it's that, definitely that, worthy. Of, that film goes way deep. Yeah, that's, 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 it's even. I feel silly even bringing that up, <laughs> but uh, uh, it definitely and performances. Now he he was nominated for best actor. Yes. Yes, he was. Daniel, I think it's pronounced Kaluuya. Not gonna get it. No, no, Gary Ullman no. is. But, if, but if Gary very... Ullman, if Gary Ullman wasn't nominated, maybe he would. But he seems to be a very young actor, and I think this is a great launching pad for him. 
Oh, yeah. What was he in before this? Was he from something? Yeah, he's been in a few films. Um, I'll bring up his uh, his resume. So I feel like I know him. He was in Sicario. Didn't see it. Oh, he's in Black Panther, which comes out this month. Uh, I still don't know how I feel about that. It might be too black for me. He was in Kick-Ass 2 as Black Death. Now, it's wrong for me to say that because I watched the Black Panther trailer, and I know Patton Oswalt has been giving it raved reviews, and I'm sure it's a good film. But when I watch the trailer, I just feel like it's not meant for me. <laughs> oh, 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 seriously. I only laugh because I feel the same way. <laughs> Okay, thank you. It's, I'm not saying I was like, I feel oh, like black I've, people. Yeah. I'm just like, when they made this film, they didn't think, hey, the overweight, middle-aged white guy in New Jersey, I want to make sure he enjoys this. No. Yeah. No. Do you think, it's not for me. Do you think the rap music in the trailer cued you off for that? Because I think that's what did it for oh, me. That's in every fucking movie now. I don't, I don't, not I, really. I grew up in the fucking... Not, not I'm a really. Child of eight. Not, like, rap music goes in one year. Not really. But they don't, you, but they you know what? It's like they the saturation usually, of black culture in it. They, There's so much like, like when they when they show like the private like the private like the, like this hidden world of like black people, and they're all wearing like seventies like uh, like panther shit, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, the, I, it's 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 like it's like a seventies exploitation film, just morphed like right. time traveled into like a modern day superhero film. Yeah. From the trailer, I get. It. I haven't seen the film. I'm not criticizing anything, but I just that trailer just said this was for Black America. They deserve a superhero. I'm not invited to this party. <laughs> now, if I showed up, I would not be. There turned would be no away. balance of honor. No, I, I would not be turned away. away. They'll take your money. But yeah, they'll take my money. But I'm not. The, I'm not. You're not who the demographic. You are not. We are not the demographic. I'm not the demographic. I feel the same way about you know uh, like the country music awards. <laughs> I I, hey. I agree. I don't yeah. want to be invited I, to that ever. Yeah, it's just a, not wasn't just meant for me. Don't waste okay the paper on my invite. It's fine. Save yeah. save save I'm some sure trees. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna ha have a copy of it for the Marvel thing. But I swear, I, I just don't think I'm gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So but, Dan Daniel Kaluuya, he was in Johnny English Reborn. He played Agent Tucker. Never saw it. Now, it's probably well. He's probably in Johnny English because he's 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 a British actor. Yeah. Is there anything so, else he was in? Uh he was in Welcome to the Punch, which that's that. Never saw it. Didn't see that. Kick ass. Kick ass two is Black Death, which I still haven't seen yet. Never saw it. Sicario, which Never I hear is it. amazing. I still haven't seen that either. And get out, and he's in Black Panther. He's okay. in Black Panther, which comes out in like a week or two. I just thought I, I, I just thought he was somebody that was from something I had seen, but I guess not. No, That's this, all. this is this is the breakout movie for him. Huh. <sighs> so this is the breakout film. Um, let's launch into our spoiler alert. Spoiler section. alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> And uh, what's your sound effect for this? Uh, I don't know. Here we go. We'll go with this. I don't know why they would cheer us for spoiling the movie. You know? 
I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why that they would they would cheer us for that. I used. To, I used to. Oh, here we go. Oh, <laughs> asshole! <laughs> would you spoil the movie for you? You're such a dick. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's our spoiler. What do you want to spoil first? Uh, sure, I'll spoil it. Now, here, here's the thing. Um, so here's a spoiler alert. Everyone get ready. Turn off your radios. Stop listening to the show. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah. you're, you're done. You're done if, with it. If, if you, you haven't seen out. this and you want to, this is where we part ways. So the spoiler alert is that all of these white people are essentially buying black people. And there's a specific reason why they've chosen black people. They could they could have. What just... is that reason, Joey? Well, there is a, a method because the father is a neurosurgeon, the mother is a psychologist, and they have this setup right. that's been going you're... on for generations. What am I... I? I feel like you're drawing this out. Am I? I can I sum it up for you? Yeah, go ahead. They're buying black people and putting the brains of rich white people into the bodies of black people. Yeah. That that's it. That's it. That's a spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. I just Uh well, I was going to go with, you know, give a little extra detail about how they've been doing it for generations uh, and that it's that's a, true. It, it's yeah. a, it's a whole family affair. They're all involved in doing it. They auction right, off I... they auction off these black men which the daughter, spoiler alert, is bringing home, which I called immediately. Oh, yeah, you know that. That's just like, you, because you go into Get Out knowing that something bad's going to happen and it's something about a black guy with a white family, so you're thinking, yeah, he doesn't belong there. Yeah, you know the, the daughters, and the fact that the actress sucks balls. Well, that, uh, well I don't, I'm going to well, rephrase listen, that listen. because I don't want to make any aspirate. <laughs> she does not a good actress. Well, here's the thing. For even, this, for this movie, for even, this movie, she's but, not good. But even if she was a great actress, I you still would have guessed that she's bringing home these black men to be sold right. at their at their house. I mean, when she's talking, oh, I'm gonna have you meet my parents. They're not racist. They're definitely not racist. And it's like they're definitely racist because you're saying they're not. Right. So, <laughs> and, and, so the, the film. I'm going. Sure, go ahead. Oh no, no. And, and then on top of that. The 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 father is a neurosurgeon and the mother is a psychologist and you could just tell there's weirdness right off the bat when she brings him home she plays the you know the 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 black rights kind of movement especially when they get pulled over by the by the cop and she's like oh that's total bullshit and it's like oh yeah she's way overkill on that way overkill and it's just it you definitely get the feeling it's like yeah she's bringing him home and she's gonna be a part of the big reason of why shit's gonna go down. You get that so feeling it's immediately. Film. It's a horror film. So the first act, you're looking for the setup, and you like you know what it is. It's just you know, it's just it's horror film 101. And let me tell you something. In uh, like at least I looked at five TV spots. In three of them, they showed her with a shotgun, pointing it at. It's just like, why are they doing this? Oh, fucking ridiculous! Like she, because just, because the main trailer shows her and him as the victim, and because they don't they don't care. In the thirty second spot, I'm like, obviously she's not the victim, which contradicts the first trailer. So then it kind of it's like it's giving it away. It's like if you can put two and two together that you know based on the first trailer and that trailer, 
Yeah, something's definitely off. So here's the thing. As they're driving, as they're driving, there there's a couple of things with the deer. And there's a couple of things with the, tr- the deer trophy. And I want to talk about that. Oh. I... Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Because there's, there, there's some symbolism with that. And I didn't look any of this up. This is just something I came up with. And. I didn't. I didn't think of anything of this. So please go ahead. All right. So when they're when they're driving down the road towards the house, they hit a deer. Okay. And there's that scene where he gets out of the car. They both do, and they're both kind of definitely affected by it. And it's definitely something that happens that that doesn't happen on purpose. Okay. It is definitely out right. of the blue. You can tell that scene conveyed that very well. That they're both just you know jarred by the deer hitting the car. So he gets out and he walks over by the deer. He's staring longingly at the deer and then it fades to the next shot of where they're talking with the cop. Well, there's some symbolic things going on there with the deer. And one of the things that I think is happening is something that happens later in the film. Because when you notice, because there's a process that they go through before the brain is transferred into the body. Okay, I won't go into too much detail about that. Anyone that watches the film, you'll see it. But there's a few occasions where they show a deer on the wall, like, displayed. And one of those is when he is in the chair going through the process of being, uh-huh. being prepared for the transfer. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that deer are killed and put on your wall like a trophy. And this is exactly what these people are doing with this transfer. They are it's like a trophy black man. Exactly, exactly. Ah, oh, I didn't even get that. So mm. what you know, in watching the film, I see like I, I noticed that it's like these little things of brilliance like that, and I'm like, wow. Like if it gets best picture, it's because somebody spotted little things like that. I think. Now. Here's the thing, too. When they hit that deer and they go to the house and they talk about that they hit the deer, the father says, you know, there's the deer, they're ruining the ecosystem, you know, and when you, you hit the deer, shit, you know, the, you hit that deer and I, I say, that's a start. And I'm just like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> wow, it, I never made that connection. There's two, two connections I made with that, and that's the connection you're you've getting humbled, You've humbled me, sir. You've humbled me. <laughs> what am I, the iron shank? I will humble you. Oh. <laughs> oh, dude! The other night, I I I almost made Holly pee herself. Oh, really? <laughs> we were talking about the Iron Chef. I forget we were watching. It was like, yeah, it would be great if like Iron Chef instead of like having a Iron like Sheik. lettuce and stuff. They had like uh like oh. you know, human human people. <laughs> and she's like, oh yeah, human. And I I don't know where I just went. People. <laughs> <laughs> She lost it. So you're saying like the Iron Sheik was an Iron Chef? No, Iron Chef. It was like Iron. You oh. said Iron Sheik, but I was like Iron Chef. Oh, okay. Like, it's reminding me of that. It was like the, people. The, the special ingredient is people. Yeah. <laughs> Soylent Green. That's what. Because she's like, oh, you said people instead of human, and that's why it's so funny. It's like, well, Soylent Green is made from people. That's the whole point. Of people. Yeah. It's like, but it would work like that. Babies. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like open it up and it's just like jars full of like, human toes toes 
cannibal human cannibal Iron Chef. That's what I want to see. Nice. That's all I'm saying. I'd love that. I would watch that. I'd watch that in a heartbeat. <laughs> Um, so there, there's Ow. another, there's another thing, and this is a, this is a Ooh. stretch. This is a stretch. You can't do much, you can't do too much Iron Chef stuff. No, no, you, you'll pull something. Wow. Wow. I think <laughs> I hurt myself. Yeah. People is, oh, no. <laughs> uh, now this part that I saw that I thought of with the deer, this is a little bit of a stretch, but I like it. So tell me if you, if you agree with me. Okay. So when the father goes through his speech about, when he talks about the deer, and that they're ruining the ecosystem, and it's like you hit a deer, you killed it. That's one less deer. I, you know, that's a start. You know, when he's going through that whole thing, because of his disdain for the deer and the whole, you know, symbolic thing that it that it entails, I kind of want to think that he might be experimenting on some of these fucking deer and letting them back loose into the fucking ecosystem. Nah, I, I think now because the thing is, I'm I'm watching that scene. I'm like, maybe that deer ran into that car on fucking purpose just to fucking die, because it's been <laughs> fucked with, and it's just like a fucking human brain or something is you know wrapped around in this fucking deer's head. It's like I'm too fucking aware of everything. I need to just fucking end this. Oh, a car! And it just jumps in front of it. <laughs> now I don't know if he, you know, if he did a transfer that way, or if he's just fucking with the deer to, because I'm assuming he had to practice. Most serial killers fucking start with animals uh, that he would just practice. Maybe not, not on, serial on killers, though. no, I know, but I'm just saying the same mentality comes into play where if you're gonna practice, if you're gonna do something like this, you probably would practice on lab animals, rats. Maybe you move up to something bigger. Maybe you'd move on to a deer. He's got a fucking million of them around there. Why not? That's, it's just one, I know it's a stretch, but it's like, maybe he's fucking with, you know, some animals in the area. Maybe one gets loose, or he lets it loose on purpose, jumps in front of the car, because it wants to die. Because that whole, of him looking at the deer, and what, you know, it's watching it die, it's just kind of like, there was that moment that he's sharing with this deer. He's just like, it's kind of a weird moment. He's staring at it in a weird way, and the deer is dying. Is I, I think you should have stopped the first one. <laughs> well, I know yeah, the first no. one. I, the first one, I don't think there's an argument for. But the second yeah, one, no. I, that, I, that's why I started off that it's a stretch. But maybe it, he's doing it, experiments on the deer. No, I, 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 uh, I think your first one, you had it, and you lost it a bit. Now, tell you what. I'll yeah. jump right into the one part of the film that I thought was uh, really poorly conceived. Okay. Um, was the midget door with the photos of past black boyfriends. Oh, yeah, where he finds it and he's going through yeah. it. A horrible plot point. Now, here, and here's the deal. Peel, if you're listening, because I know you probably listen to the show. <laughs> yeah. Your concern about the audience understanding or getting it, you didn't need that scene. Mm -mm. You didn't need him to have that to figure it out. I, I, I'm not in the right mind right now to give you your answer to what, what the other alternative was, but the fact that that little door was there and that for some reason it was open, like she decided in the middle of the night, oh, why he's, why he's over there. I'm going to go and just look at these past pictures and photos. Also, why she's keeping these Polaroids 
and why she's keeping him in the same room as the new black boyfriend she brought in right. and why she would like if that was the case she wouldn't lock that little door or why since she is browsing online for her next one why she wouldn't have those pictures oh i don't know on her computer well, later so on in the a, movie, like you said, she's browsing for a new black boyfriend to uh, sell yeah. to all of these people. The, all of those pictures are displayed in the background in frames. They're right. in, they're in the background and they're on the wall as she's dressed in white while drinking milk. Like you couldn't get yeah. more white. I mean, yeah. obviously it was they were going for that. It was obviously done right. on purpose, but that's what they were they were doing in that scene. That's like peel, peel. Come on. How um, white do they have to be? <laughs> uh, there was other little moments of brilliance that I really enjoyed. Uh, also, this is, goes in part with the spoiler, but the little flashes of light that would bring back these people. The Because the way they describe what's happening to them is that they are not entirely gone. They are merely now a passenger to the new person that is in their body, the new brain. It's being it's being John Malkovich. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. So for instance, there's a scene where he there's uh, a woman and her black friend who you get the idea of that they're together. Um they he's weird and he's the one that says, "Oh, you know, it's good to see another brother." And he you know, puts out his fist Instead of fist bumping, he grabs his whole hand, and it's just this awkward, like, hey, I'm white, I don't get that kind of, you know, thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, now, it's, it's, a, it's a weakness that the film relies on. It's like this whole subtext of rich, raci racist, rich white people just want to be black. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so then they get in these black bodies, and they don't know how to act black. And so they do weird white things. Well, one of the reasons because, why they, why they pick black people is because they feel that they're the superior race as far as genetics and uh, right. No, go ahead. Not not a common theme among racists. No, I know. <laughs> See, it's a very it's a very self serving theory. You know, it's it's I mean, it's like it's they, like they went Jimmy the Greek like times 10 with that shit it's it's really again it's like the black panther thing i'm not your audience so you're not trying to convince me you're just all the black people in the audience are like yeah that's right that's right they don't like us because they think we're superior and they want to be us yeah that's it <laughs> if it makes you feel better go with it it's a good film <laughs> but that's not why they hate you <laughs> so trust me i know a couple so well, so there's little there's little uh, little tidbits, little things of brilliance like that, where uh, Daniel or his character in the film, which is Chris, he takes his camera because he wants to send a picture to his friend, the TSA agent, to be like, dude, check out this fucking you know black dude who look look how he's dressing, you know. So he takes a picture and he forgets that his flash is on, and the flash mm -hmm. sends this person right back to their body for like a split second and it's little little things like that that really and that's where the and that scene is where the film's title comes from right well because he's just saying get out get out get out and he no. he doesn't attack no. him he's uh, going after him to try and convey that he needs to leave now 
brilliant title because Get Out is the black guy in the in the house. Yeah, Get Out. Yeah. It's also black the the black person in the back of their own mind. Get Out. And it's also about white culture invading black culture. Get Out. And again, it works on several levels. Very, and yeah. It's obviously intentional Absolutely. with Peel's film. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I, it, there's a I, scene. That, I'm, not, I'm not reading too deep into that. It's not like the whole deer thing where you went crazy. You no. know, is this. <laughs> there's a scene later. There's a scene later in the movie where he's talking with uh, the maid uh, of the house. And she is awesome in that scene because there's that. She's talking to him and then she just kind of twitches for a split second because mm-hmm. if you watch that scene closely. You find out later, but you watch that scene closely, and it's what makes a repeat viewing so good for this movie. Because once you go through the whole film, once you get the idea of oh shit, they're transferring you know the body, the brain into a new body, and then thus the the person itself. When you rewatch that movie and you catch all those little things again, it in my opinion, because I didn't watch it a second time, I watched a bunch of scenes a second time. It's a much better experience once you you're in on what's actually happening. So he's talking I with have... her. He's talking with her, and she kind of twitches, and she kind of does can't talk for like a split second, and then she comes right back, and it's like shit. That's the other person that's actually in that body. That's the passenger, the original person, where they're either in the front seat for a split second, and then they're right back into the sunken place. And it just makes a not, real interesting scene. I, I have not rewatched this film since I saw it in the theater. Okay, I so, watched a bunch so of scenes I, over so, again. What? I watched a bunch of scenes over again. Well, as I'm saying, I I feel like I need to go back and rewatch the movie now that you say that. Um, yeah. Plus, with the symbolism with the deer, I mean, you'll catch that. I mean, it's 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 definitely. definitely yes, sir. I will catch the symbolism with the deer this time. I promise. <laughs> No, I'm, dude, I'm, I, I missed that. I'm, I'll take it. No, I'm, I'm glad that uh, that I caught something. That uh, not, not that I'm glad I caught something that you didn't, but I'm glad I caught something that. Well, you know, I, I always like it when you catch something that I don't, because then it makes me appreciate the film more uh, in a lot of ways. Be like, well, oh, I didn't get thing- that, and then I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Well, and and not not to tr- not the, like the, the cast sides, but. I, I come from a more analytical background when it comes to films because I went to, I, you know I, I took some film classes I wrote some books on films so I, I I tend to be the ones like oh Joey did you catch the symbolism here with this blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> and, and and spout bullshit for half an hour so usually I'm the person that throws out the weird things like yeah did you recognize how the thermos symbolizes death <laughs> you're like okay yeah I get that but so. I'm like embarrassed that the whole deer thing slipped by me. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed. No, no, I'm ashamed. And, and, and it was just have, something I you noticed. Have, what you have? I five, beg five. you, and you shame me. <laughs> uh, it was just something that you know the, the the deer in the beginning, the deer in the house. They focus on it. Then there's the deer when he's being prepped for this transfer. I'm like. And then it just hit me. I'm like, this fucking deer means something. Then I really started to I think about it. it. And then I'm I, like, that's I, that's got to be what it is. Fucking missed it. Fucking trophy and just the symbolic. Yeah. Especially then when he actually kills the father with the fucking deer. 
it's like then it was just like oh, oh it's like jesus fuck and then i'm like this totally brings it right around i'm like there's no I, fucking way this doesn't mean something not, yeah I, I i'm so fucking embarrassed i didn't catch that <laughs> god damn it man i still love you here i am last episode yeah the car moves this and this and i feel like that means something <laughs> meanwhile like yeah the fucking deer idiot it's like oh shit <laughs> I was too bu- I would I was too busy just like focusing on the race thing because I'm apparently racist. <laughs> <laughs> All I could think through the film was I don't want to watch that Black Panther movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and meanwhile Meanwhile man, man, stupid white person, I suck. That's okay. That's okay. That's quite alright. Wow. But uh yeah, I really enjoyed this film. Now, as far it, as the nominee, nominees go, Best Picture, I don't think it fucking has a shot in hell. I really don't. If it if it wins, it's because... It's because of white gold. I can't, I can't say it any other way. That, it's, that's, it's, it's, it's true. It's really what it's going to come down to if it wins. Now, um, I, I, I'm not sure what other... Let me put it this way. Three, if 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 a if a film that normally wouldn't win should win Best Picture, I would definitely choose Three Billboards over this one. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and st- by the way, same thing for Best Original Screenplay. If either of these two is going to win the screenplay, honestly, Three Billboards is over this one. I like them both. I think they're both great screenplays. Right. Three Billboards that much better. Definitely, absolutely. And it's just, it, you know what? It has a lot to do with dialogue and and uh, you know it, it's it's hard to compare films but uh yeah. so between okay. the, i'm white i'm gonna go with the film about the racist guy that like atones at the end <laughs> oh okay. should i spoil that one in the wrong episode yeah what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> just because we're in the, the spoiler spaces, alert section this, why, why don't you go ruin fight club me. while you're at it <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Roseblood was a sled. I can't help it. I'm I'm losing oh, myself. Geez. Well, that movie's like a hundred years old. It, it's actually like eighty years old. But still, I'm always uh, I'm always in the defense of this person could be watching movies for the first time ever. And you just I, I'm you just sorry. you just ruined that. We movie were in the them. spoiler zone. I thought spoilers were safe. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, all right, so. So, Best Picture, no, I don't think it wins it. No. Best Actor for Daniel Kaluuya. If Gary Oldman's not nominated, maybe he gets it. Maybe he does. So, the nominees are Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread. Don't care if it's his... He says it's his last movie ever. I don't think it matters. He's... I mean, unless I'm absolutely fucking blown away, I I don't think Daniel Day-Lewis wins another Oscar. Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. The kid's like 20 years old. If he's that good, he'll be nominated again. I think he should be happy he's nominated. Yeah. Denzel Washington. Again, he's won twice. There's no way he's winning for Israel. I I don't think he wins either. Daniel Kaluuya... And I I I think it's going to be between Daniel Kaluuya and Gary Oldman. But I think... It is so. I mean, like I, I would, I, I would make a, I would put a serious bet with real money that Gary Oldman wins Best Actor. I just don't think that 
there's any other shot for anyone else. I really, really do. All right, so then, so there's that. And then directing. Uh, so Jordan Peele is up for no. Best Director. Well, maybe. Now, your other directors are Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water, which, you know what? He could win that just because maybe it doesn't win Best Picture because they've split those a lot of times now, where before it was unheard of, director and picture were split. I can absolutely see, I can absolutely see Guillermo del Toro winning Best Director and not winning Best Picture because of the way that movie, he directed the shit out of that movie. So I oh, could no. t- I could totally yeah. see that happening. I don't see Paul Thomas Anderson Anderson for Phantom Thread. I don't see Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. I think the only real competition is maybe Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan, because he's kind of overdue as well. Not as much as Guillermo, I think. I think Guillermo's made not better movies, but I think he's made movies that he could have won or have been nominated for director more. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. If you really uh. compared that, eh, maybe not. Christopher Nolan is, yeah, it's like just the Batman trilogy, and then you got Memento, and The Prestige. I mean, The Prestige probably should have been nominated for Best Picture. Jesus Christ, that film was fucking awesome. I mean, that movie alone, I mean, I don't think that was even, even, even had a shot at any kind of Oscar nominations, and it's just like, how the fuck not? No, it, it was so well written. Yeah. And then the last one it's, a, it's up for is original screenplay. Uh, let's see, where is that? The, you know, all the, Again, to, the top eight categories should be in order. I shouldn't have to fucking scroll all the way down. Well, well they're, they're our top eight categories. They're the top eight. Those are the big ones. Uh, I, for a lot of people, I think screenwriting falls really low. I, don't, I, I think most people don't give a shit about screenwriting. Maybe. So you got three billboards for original. You got Lady Bird. The Shape of Water, Get Out, and The Big Sick. Um, Big, I, Sick Big Sick cannot win Best Screenplay. No. I'm sorry. Sorry. No. I think the, the uh, biggest I, competition is going to be, it's going to be either between three billboards and probably Shape of Water. Really? Yeah, I think those are the two. I don't think, I mean, I liked Lady Bird, but I... I Nothing in that I movie. Seen it yet. Nothing in that movie screams. Oh, this movie is so well written. To me, maybe you'll see different. I, I, I'm I'm waiting to watch that before I make a call on that. I, you know the the way the way I judge best. You know the way the way I judge it is how the dialogue is portrayed, because then well, I start sure. I start to imagine how you know how that's written, and in Lady Bird, as much as I liked it, I just don't get that and I'm like I just don't I don't I don't feel it I don't feel original screenplay for Lady Bird I like the movie okay. I like the movie more than than the screenplay if that makes sense sure it does so uh, Shape of Water yeah maybe it is between Get Out and Three Billboards but I think you gotta include the Shape of Water in there a little bit because it's a screenplay written for, you know, someone that plays a mute in the film. So there's a lot of scenes where there is no dialogue, but 
but that's still written a certain way so that it's portrayed a certain way. So yeah. I, I, you know, that yeah. takes effort and it's not easy to do. So, you know, I think you got to include Shape of Water in that, in that, in that respect. I agree with you on but, that. Sure. So those are the four nominations for Get Out. Uh, I don't think it actually, I don't think it takes any one of those trophies home. No. But what it does is it puts Jordan Peele, you know, it puts him on, on alert that, hey, this is, this is a talented person that is now, and and rightfully so, going to be trusted to make more movies. And I'm very much looking forward to that. His next film will be J.D.'s Revenge, <laughs> the remake starring Will Ferrell. Oh my JD. God, that would be fu- he could. I know he could do it, and it would be fucking great. Oh, he would nail that shit. <laughs> I'm the craziest nigga you ever gonna see. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so good. <laughs> what episode did we review J.D.'s Revenge? I want to say it was like in the '60s. It was a long time ago. Really. I thought it was like in the hundreds. No? I want to say that was in the 60s. I can find out real quick. That was a great one. Yeah. Oh, that was so much fun. And I swear, I picked that. We we, we watched uh, on picked Netflix. They had nowhere. like this. Uh, what? You picked it out of nowhere. Well, I picked it because we watched this like 50 worst movies thing on Netflix where all they really did was pick like uh, like 50 trailers. And then oh, they showed okay. like clips of the films, like oh, these are horrible films. And one of them was JD's Revenge, and I was sold the minute <sighs> I saw the trailer. I was like, "This is uh, we gotta get, fucking get this." And Netflix had it. <laughs> it was oh like, "Okay, God. we're watching this. That movie is fucking awesome." And then, and then Lou Gossett's in it. Lou keep, Gossett. Keep, keep keep on giving, because <laughs> oh, that's a great one. Oh my God! And he's going into preacher mode. I'm gonna end ya. I'm gonna take care of ya. I'm gonna end ya. <laughs> it's like it's see, so only, good. Only time you ever see like a black man like threaten somebody like th- physically threaten somebody by like bobbing like that. I'm gonna get you. Yeah, yeah. Then he, I, I'm the man. <laughs> this drinks at the bar. They free. Uh oh. What happened? Oops. Movie Sucktastic is ending? a podcast that, about no, bad movies no. and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. Uh-oh. If you want to know more control. about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter. At I'm here. You can I don't know what happened. Blog, or if you want to give your own right. reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com oh like and Elton check out John our, our own community for yeah, Movie Sucktastic. Dear Lord. What was that about? I don't know. Was that a sign? No, it was not a sign. Oh, that's what I forgot to do. (laughs) I'm a fucking idiot. See, what I'm doing is I queue up all the files and then I play it, but we went over an hour again, and these slideshows are only an hour. So it went right. No, it's fine. It went right into doing a loop of all the shit we do to start the show. And I did find JD's revenge as that happened, and I thought I clicked on the episode. That's why I was like so fucked up and discombobulated. Oh, I'm like, what oh, episode was it? Um, I want to say it was episode sixty nine. Okay, that sounds about right. Does it? <laughs> Let's 
Seriously, all of these are going to load up again? God damn it. And you know what? I think the reason why I think the reason why we reviewed JD's Revenge is because we had also done a couple of Bill Cosby movies. Uh-huh. Um, oh, fuck. We actually reviewed that episode 53. 53? It's over 200 episodes ago. Holy shit. The spirit of J.D. Walker has taken over Joey. We review... <laughs> Obviously, because I'm throwing... you know, I'm, I, I played a black man that whole episode, I think. Uh, <laughs> we, you do it so well. We review the 70s exploitation film J.D.'s Revenge. Daddy Ain't Gonna Hurt You also covered the top 10 in the finger list. Mal, remember when we used to do the top 10 in the finger list? Yeah, it would take an hour just to get through that. Yeah. And every and then every time my wife would listen to it, she'd be like, would you stop with the fucking movies? <laughs> it's like, just get, you know. <laughs> yeah, so instead of doing a one-hour review, we, we do a two-hour review now. So it's like, you get more, but do you really want more? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know what? We, we should we, After the Oscars, we should think about revisiting the finger list. I de- See, and I, I agree. Except I think what we should do if we do revisit it is we should just give ourselves a time limit. Like I can throw a time limit on the screen, and if we don't get minutes. if we don't get through the ten, too bad. We do a fifteen f- minutes. We do the, get the fi- buzzer. You got the buzzer, right? Yeah, I got the buzzer. I got it. Do it. Ah! God, it's like loud. Stuff. It is loud. Yeah. Yeah, we. I, I. I think. I think we should try that. I think after the Oscars, we go. We. We return to the finger list. I agree. I would definitely love to revisit that. Yes. And uh, I think we. We. We stick to strict guidelines. I think we could do it in fifteen minutes. Um. Well, it should be easy because we're we're good with with strict guidelines. Yes, and we don't ever go on tangents. No, never. Yeah, we we never we never talk fifteen minutes about one film when we did the finger list. Not once. Oh, dude, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten yelled at for that. <laughs> Just you know, and like you're going on for half an hour, and you and you and you go back and you don't mention the name of the film you're reviewing. So you, we mentioned the name of the film. It was at the beginning. See, but you don't mention it, and I have no idea what you're talking about. So, well, you know, we were talking about stuff. I, I don't hear the end of it. It's horrible. And, and we don't have to talk about it now, but we can talk about where we put the finger list. We could put it at the end of the show. You know, when we, beginning. It has to be the beginning. It's got to be the beginning, right? It always yeah. was. Yeah. Remember when we used to play commercials? Just because <laughs> we used to play commercials. I still have that one where you're doing the voiceover for the, uh, the caller hotline. I should do new ones. The sexy talk. Just, I think I have it named... I think I have it named like Sexy Scott or something. Oh yeah. Yeah, baby. Welcome Welcome to Movie Sucktastic. Movie yeah. Sucktastic. Are you feeling lonely? Do you have the you, you, want f- it? you feel the urge? Do you want it to suck? Do you want it to suck hard? Uh, suck bad? You know you do. You want to get sucked. <laughs> Hold on. I if I can find it quickly, I'm going to play it. <laughs> because I thought I had it. Well, while you're looking for it, I'm yeah. going to go to IMDb and we'll rate uh, yeah, let's do Get that. Out. Hang on one second. I'm bringing up Get Out on, on the IMDb. Uh, I wonder if it's higher than... Uh, no, it's not higher than Three Billboards. It's only 7.7 on IMDb right now. Um, 
I would give the film uh, a lot of hype, a lot of you know, a lot of popularity. It's a good film, but I don't know if I want to give it more than a seven. I don't um, know how you feel about it. I mean, I could go eight. I don't know. Eight seems a little high for me. It is a horror film. Yeah. You know, I mean, and if if I'm going to give a horror film an eight or higher, it's got to blow me the fuck away. And there are, again, this is not a perfect film. There are flaws to it. Right. Uh, and and I a lot of it, a lot of the hype behind the film is just, you know, uh, excitement at the fact that a film like this did so pot well and was so well done and that, you know, that, I mean, again, a guy from a sketch comedy made this film. It was like, oh, wow, it's actually good. Yeah. It's not just like, a, it's not like a, a Super Troopers ripoff. So, I mean... I just feel embarrassed giving it more than a seven. I, I I don't know if you can make a strong argument for an eight. Um, I'm good with the seven. If you uh, seven let's put it, it let's put it this way: if you if you said eight, I could be talked into an eight. But I'm totally listen. I liked it. What you're saying is you have no spine. That's what you're telling me. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> I gotta try out oh, these. I just did the these, these graphics are, last time. Oh, you didn't. Well, you know, because they fucking hit them now. I can't find them. Yeah, that. Wow, look at all these good sound. These are gonna go to the soundboard. Goddamn rich cunt! I <laughs> kill rich cunts. You must get in the shit kicked out of her. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Wait, what about this one? Oh, where's Greatest this? creation. Oh, the new toasty torpedo. The new toasty torpedo. Yes, Scott. You make one. Me? Put it in me, Scott. It's over a foot of Quiznos flavor on Slim Sleek Ciabatta for only four dollars. Oh my god. And then here is the one I was talking about. Are you home alone tonight? <laughs> Got no one to cuddle? Urgent. Urgent for some connection. Don't worry. Daddy ain't gonna hurt you. Just tune in Movie Sucktastic. Give us a call at 908. 514-4470. Yeah. Tell us what bad movies have been tickling you. <laughs> Just call after dark. We lack it that way. Yeah. I'm gonna play that more. Well, I have a, an actual commercial, like a video commercial. I where, know, yeah, I, know. I love it because you just put it to one of those those eighties like talk line ads. Yeah, where it's basically just it's fucking phone sex. Yeah. And, the, and then I have another one that's um, with uh, what's her face from Lost, before she was famous, um, Ev Evangeline Lilly. Uh huh. Uh, you remember her? She was like the love interest to to yeah, what's her face. Yeah. Anyway, she was in one, and she was you know she's walking around. She's like on the phone, like oh my god, that's so hilarious. You know, it's just like making those kind of faces and i have your that commercial to that video it's really good and i used to play that commercial all the time i used to play a couple of different commercials that one um we should just start doing that again we should just I make agree. our make our own fucking commercials i agree definitely yeah we should get on I, yeah this weekend definitely this weekend i don't know if that's yeah. happening this weekend <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're on it. Oh, totally on it. Totally. Oh, what did I do here? What'd you do? No, nothing. I just 
That's fine. Anyway, so we so we, we agreed on a seven. That's good. I agree yep. with that. It's already in. I think we should go ahead and end the show. That's what I'm, I think we I'm should do. I'm for that as well. Yeah, these uh, these episodes are supposed to be short, and they're getting longer and longer. And you know like what? The- this is the first year that's happening. We we say an hour. We you know we were traditionally keeping the episodes under an hour. Like I look it's at old I look at old Oscar episodes, and it's like forty minutes, forty five minutes, fifty minutes. I'm like, wow, we really <laughs> fucking stuck to our guns. We said yeah, it. But we didn't like those films. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we're gonna start getting in the movies that we don't like as much. Like I don't know what Maybe. are we re- what are we reviewing next week? Do we know? We'll talk about it off uh, off no. air. No, we don't. All right, we'll talk about it off air. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us, episode two hundred and sixty five, where we review Get Out. Go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Download the show there. Listen to the show there. Come hang out with us live every Thursday at eight o'clock, and you can now watch the video. You can join the chat room. You can watch old videos of our shows right from the website. If it doesn't work for you, update your fucking flash player. Go, yeah. go to iTunes and you can download or listen to the show there as well. You can go to facebook.com/moviesucktastic. Everything from trailers to movie news to when we go live is posted there. You can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. You can also leave us email. The address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. Send us an email. We will read it on the show. If you want to leave us a voicemail, the number is 908-514-4470. And download the free app for your Android device. It's 100% free and everything I said is in it. It's how I listen to the show in my vehicle uh, through Bluetooth or an audio connection of whatever your vehicle can do. It is the best way to do it. It is excellent and is 100% free. Totally go and get that. Yeah. Do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? White gold! White gold! Very nice. We'll talk to you next week where where we review two more Oscar films. We hope you join us. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. We're almost there. Hang in there. Yeah. I meant the, I meant the films, not the show. Uh-huh. <laughs>